the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. United States Congress, District 2. Now, here's our moderator, Mona Steele. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored co by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Mona Steele, and I would like to introduce the candidates for District 2 of the United States Congress, Tammy Baldwin and Chad Lee. Uh, to start with, you will have three minutes to give an opening statement which answers the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the U.S. Congress, and why are you running? And we'll start with you, Tammy. Well, first I want to thank you, Mona, and the League of Women Voters, and City Cable 12 for this extraordinary opportunity to speak directly with the voters. You know, two years ago, our nation's economy was near collapse. And as we've taken deliberate steps towards recovery and sustainable growth, three principles have guided my work job creation, protecting and preserving social security, and fighting to extend tax breaks for the middle class and small businesses. These are my priorities because they are your priorities. You've expressed your concerns to me in emails and letters and phone calls, or when you've stopped me on the street, or when you've attended my town hall meetings. I have listened and I am working tirelessly to restore all of our faith in the American dream. Job creation is my top priority, and it really must be until we get back on stable economic footing. And I really believe we need to use all the tools in our toolkit. I have supported legislation and measures that have put, uh, have put people back to work rebuilding our nation's infrastructure. I have supported tax cuts for small businesses who hire the long-term unemployed, as well as trying to end tax incentives for U.S. companies that ship our jobs overseas. I have made economic development a long-term priority far preceding this recession and worked on projects such as the Gateway Project in Beloit, uh, redoing East Washington Avenue right here in Madison, and the Riverwalk in uh, Wisconsin Dells. I've also worked individually with many local companies who are doing leading edge and amazing things in biotechnology and clean energy, food processing and manufacturing. After a lifetime of hard work, Americans deserve the right to retire in security. And that is why I am fighting so hard to preserve and protect Social Security. And I will oppose any effort to privatize or destroy that program that I consider one of America's most successful programs. Extending middle class and small business tax cuts is so important at this time when middle class families are struggling so hard to make ends meet. While I very strongly support extending middle class tax cuts, I believe that we should restore the Clinton era tax rates for the wealthiest 2% of Americans. It would do much to reduce our current deficit, just as it did back in the 1990s, last time we had a balanced federal budget. We will continue to work to improve and strengthen our health care system. And as this forum continues, you will hear more about my work on your behalf and why I seek your support on November 2nd. Thank you.
Mr. Lee, your opening statement. Yes, well again, thank you, uh, Mona, for allowing us to be here today. I really appreciate the time. And also to the League of Women Voters, I appreciate them offering the opportunity for both of us to be here today. Um, as I said, I'm Chad Lee, I'm a business owner. I started my business from the ground up right here in Madison. Um, I'm married, I live in Mount Horeb. My background is uh, really in, in business as far as education. I graduated with a BA in business administration, started my own company, and now it's grown into a successful business where I learned how to balance budgets, create real private sector jobs, work with people from all different backgrounds. And through that process, I, I, got, a, I got frustrated with the way the federal government was running and the regulation and the tax burden that they were putting on, not just me, but f uh, businesses all over the district, all over the state, and all over the country. I travel each and every day around the second district talking to employees, employers, and they're hurting right now. Beloit has an unemployment, a real unemployment rate of 25%. As I'm walking around downtown Beloit and I look around, one out of every four people is out of a job right now. And that, that, that's sad. And I want to make sure that the American dream lives on. The America that we grew up in, uh, there were no boundaries on what you could do in life. I grew up in a home of six children. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, homeschooled all of us. I was homeschooled to the middle of seventh grade. Uh, my father worked, and between the two of them, they taught us the, the, the importance of honesty, integrity, hard work, and self-discipline. And these are characteristics that I think, and I believe I can put to good use in Washington as your representative. I, again, getting back to the second district, I want to figure out a way to create a climate, and I believe I've got the principled background to do that, create an environment for job growth where we're not losing jobs quicker than, we are, than they are in Michigan. We've lost 180,000 jobs in the last two years. Every child born into America right now is in debt $44,000. I don't want that for future generations. I want them to be able to dream big just like I did. As I said, growing up in a big home, uh, I was kind of, they, my parents kind of said, you're on your own as far as educating yourself. We, they wanted me to go to college. I worked my way through college and I was able to create my own business. And I want to make sure that as long as there's the American dream that people are able to achieve that and uh, the last few years I feel that there's been a restriction and almost a ceiling dropping as far as how big your dreams can be and so I want to fight for that I want to help the American people I want to help Wisconsin and I believe I'm the man for the job thank you very much uh, Chad um, next question goes to you uh, what do you believe is the most urgent issue for the residents of the second congressional district and why and what do you think are solutions for that issue well, as I just said in my opening statement, I believe jobs and the economy are the most important issues. Without jobs, you, know, you really can't do a whole lot more. And so, with, again, with the unemployment rate in Beloit the way it is, with jobs fleeing Wisconsin, we have a brain drain right here in Madison as far as college students that we're investing in, brilliant students, um, educated students, where they would want to stay in the state that they grew up in, and instead they have to right now decide whether they want to move back in with their mom and dad or move out of state and find a job somewhere else. And I don't want them to have only those two options. I want, the, I want to give them an option of finding a job right here in the great state of Wisconsin. So really, I want to make sure that there are no new tax cuts or no new, no new taxes. Um, come January, taxes are, are going to be going up. And Miss um, Baldwin had the opportunity to stay in Congress along with Nancy Pelosi to vote against raising taxes in January, but they decided to vote um, and allow everyone to come back, and, and now taxes will be going up in January. That's going to create um, an average of 2,000 jobs lost here in the 2nd District alone between 2011 and 2020, an average of 2,000 jobs per year. Discretionary spending is going to go down over $6,000 a year. So those are two things um, that we need to face head on as far as um, we need to balance the budget. And once we balance the budget, we need to figure out a way, how can we create a surplus to start paying down the deficit? So those are my priorities. 
Okay, thanks. The same question to you, Tammy. I certainly believe that job creation is the number one priority uh, right now. And as I mentioned in my opening statement two years ago, our economy was a mess. It was uh, spiraling out of control. Uh, the month that President Obama took office, our economy shed 800,000 jobs. That is because of the policies of the previous administration. And I think we cannot afford to go back to those policies. Instead, we have been working deliberately to put people back to work. And I mentioned some of the initiatives, uh, but I'd like to mention a couple more that I've worked on. Um, I've supported policies that have kept teachers in classrooms, cops on the beat, and put construction workers back to work, uh, working on our crumbling infrastructure across the United States. Uh, the economic development activity uh, that we need in South Central Wisconsin is, um, is bolstered by some of the work that I've done over the years to help uh, bring business parks and research parks to uh, areas across South Central Wisconsin. Uh, people certainly are struggling right now, and I am working hard to extend the tax cuts to the middle class and to small businesses and I believe we will do so. But I do not support adding greatly to our nation's deficit by extending tax cuts to the very richest top 2% of, of American uh, uh, income earners. And uh, it would really devastate our national budget. And the reason there hasn't been a vote in Congress on the middle class tax cuts is because the Republicans in the Congress are holding that tax cut hostage as they fight for the very wealthy tax cuts. Thank you very much. The next question goes to you. Yes. There is an urgent sense that partisan politics is hampering the work of the Congress, both within each house and between the House and the Senate. Do you believe this, and how would you work to fix it? Well, I would tell you a couple of things. Um, First of all, there is still bipartisanship. It's alive. It's not healthy right now, but it is alive. And part of the reason we don't hear about bipartisan efforts very often is because they're just not considered newsworthy. People are looking for the conflict. But I can tell you that every bill that I've had passed into law had strong Republican support. I worked with Republican co-authors. I think about the National Breast and, and Cervical Cancer Early Detection Plan that President uh, George Bush signed into law just a few years ago. I worked very closely across the aisle with Sue Myrick um, I worked with uh, uh, Tom Price, a conservative of Georgia, to put together universal health care legislation some years ago. This happens every day, but it's not particularly covered. But I would also say that I have seen partisanship reach a new height, and it really frustrates me. I just mentioned one such uh, struggle where Republicans in the Congress are holding middle-class um, tax cuts hostage as they fight to secure huge tax benefits for the very wealthiest in America. And I think of all the measures that we have tried to put forward uh, to help America recover from this deep recession, this mess that was left by the previous administration where we didn't even get one Republican vote. I find uh, when people use uh, you know, politics for short-term gain rather than working in the common interest of the United States, I find that reprehensible. And I do think 
Um, we need to uh, get past this time of, of, of partisanship. And partly you do that, as I do, by reaching out and working across the aisle member by member. Thank you very much. The same question to you, Chair. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that we need to get back to bipartisanship. Um, as I've looked at the past records of, of Representative Baldwin, I've noticed that about 97% of the time she votes with Nancy Pelosi. And so I don't know how much bipartisanship that is. Now, if you look at my record as far as a business owner, every single day I'm working with people from all different backgrounds, whether um, there's a D by their name, an R, an I. Um, I. I believe we need to get beyond that. And I, I also believe that the issues that we're facing today can be nonpartisan, absolutely. The principles that I bring to the table, I believe, are nonpartisan. I mean, when you run a business and when you travel around the district talking to employees, employers, these are people from all different backgrounds as well. They have the same issues. Someone who doesn't have a job, it doesn't matter what letter they have behind their name, they still need a job. And that's what we need to do. We need to get back to fiscal responsibility. We need to get to responsible government and free market solutions. And again, that's what I'm going to bring to the table as far as being the representative here in the second district, where I'm not going in there with an agenda that I have to be a rubber stamp for anybody. I'm going in there with the principles that have, made, that have brought me to where I am in life, that have helped me create jobs, real private sector jobs, balance budgets. And that's really why I believe nonpartisanship is alive and why I can bring it to the table. Thank you much, Chad. The next question goes to you. <clears throat> what would you identify as the most important issue of domestic policy that the Congress must deal with in the upcoming term and why? And what do you believe should be done about this issue? Well, I, again, you know, jobs in the economy are, are number one, and that's, that's honestly the main reason I decided to run. Uh, one of the main differences between Congresswoman Baldwin and myself is that, uh, is that from the voting record that she has, she believes that government and increased spending is the solution for the problems we've been facing. Now, we can talk about the past min administration and keep pounding on that. It's been a couple years. Now, I'm not saying that I believe that both parties are at fault. I, I'm not going to be. The, I'm not going to stand up here and say that ooh, the Republicans are good, uh, Democrats are bad. I'm saying they, they've both made mistakes, honestly, and I'm frustrated with both parties, and that's why, again, getting back to principle, the ideas that I bring to the table, they would disagree with Republicans and Democrats, or both Democrats and Republicans would disagree with some of the ways that um, some of the principles that I'm bringing to the table. Um, so really, we need to get back to the responsible government that we've had in past generations, and really get spending under control. Spending is the problem right now. Debt is the problem. We need to get debt under control. We need to figure out a way to create a surplus to start paying that down again so future generations can dream big and go after those dreams. Okay. Um, then the next question goes to did you answer that question? No, you didn't. I did. I, you didn't. I'm I'd love a chance to. Yeah, I know you would, and I'm sorry I made yeah. a mistake. Um, did you know the question? The most important domestic uh, policy for right. the next Congress. Thank you. Well, again, I, I have to agree with uh, uh, my opponent about uh, the central mission of our uh, next Congress, which is to continue on the road of economic recovery and sustainable growth. Um, the mess that this president inherited was of epic proportions. This is the biggest recession since the Great Depression. And frankly, a depression was probably only averted because of swift action on the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. That act kept teachers in schools, cops on the beat, uh, 
It also uh, began to make investments in our longer-term prosperity. It also provided safety nets for those who are unemployed in this very difficult economy. Unemployment insurance is something that is vital uh, to make sure that uh, people don't lose everything when they lose a job. And so I think it was very important that we make that investment and that commitment in America and the American dream. But the fact that this recovery is as slow as it is points only to how epic the mess was that uh, we inherited from the previous administration. And, you know, elections are about choices. And we have stark choices. We can either hand control and power back to the party and people who drove our economy into the ditch through imprudent policies, or we can continue down the path of recovery. And that's what I intend to do if reelected to Congress. Thank you very much. Um, the next question does go to you. Uh, would you identify as, uh, what would you identify as the most important issue of foreign policy that the Congress must deal with in the upcoming term and why? And what do you believe should be done about that issue? Well, clearly, uh, the most important uh, foreign policy issue relates to the fact that our military is engaged in uh, two wars uh, in Iraq and Af in Afghanistan. Uh, these are uh, wars that have cost um, us dearly in terms of human life of our brave uh, servicemen and women, as well as our nation's uh, treasure, uh, trillion dollar wars. And uh, I opposed going into Iraq in the first place. Um, I did not uh, believe that we had uh, uh, faced any serious uh, security threat by um, virtue of, of uh, what was going on in Iraq. Uh, there were no weapons of mass destruction. And while I did favor the military force in Afghanistan in the days after the 9-11 attacks, we did succeed in driving Al-Qaeda out, the purpose of our military engagement there. And so I do not believe that currently there is a clear mission or one that serves vital national security issues. And if you look at the world's view of America, the biggest thing that uh, they see is our occupation of two foreign lands. So clearly, um, those policies are the biggest foreign policies. There are many others, of course, that I believe we need to be actively engaged in. And striving for peace in the Middle East is clearly, on the diplomatic front, has to be one of our very highest <coughs> priorities. Thank you. The foreign policy issue. Yeah, um, I agree that uh, the two wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, those are very, uh, it's, it's difficult right now. We have, no one likes war. War is an awful thing, and I'll be the first one to say that. And right now, I don't see a game plan for victory. And I believe that when you go into, whether it's a sporting event, and especially if you're putting our troops, our, our United States troops, in harm's way, that we need to have a game plan for victory. And so what I think we need to do is that either we need to come up with a game plan for victory and show and define exactly what victory looks like and do whatever it takes to achieve victory, and if we can't come up with that game plan for victory, we need to take our troops home because I don't want our troops over there in harm's way, risking their lives with some ambiguous game plan. We need to define victory, um, and if we can't, we need to bring our troops home. Okay, thank you very much. Um, 
Chad, what policy, what committees would you be interested in serving on and why? Well, I've thought about that a lot. We got that same question last time I was here. And honestly, I believe when I get there, I need to take a look and just see what options are open as far as where can I have the biggest impact. Obviously, we've talked about jobs in the economy, and that's, that's my number one priority. And if, there are, if there's an opening in the area where I can really get involved with that and put some principled and responsible um, legislation across the table, I would love to, to get involved in that area. Okay. Cammy, you must know what <laughs> committees you're on right now, and or if you'd like to change. I don't know either one. No, I'm very, very uh, uh, fortunate and as a result of hard, hard work to have been appointed to the um, very powerful Energy and Commerce Committee. On that committee, I sit on the Energy and Environment Subcommittee as well as the Health Subcommittee. That has given me the opportunity to have profound impact on, for example, our health care uh, reform legislation, uh, which I was so proud to be a part of, of authoring and advancing um, our aspirations that all Americans should have access to high quality and affordable health care. And from that post, I will be able to see and focus on the successful implementation of that law, as well as working as hard as I can to strengthen and improve it. Uh, but the tangible benefits are beginning to take shape, and I can tell you it's an extraordinary honor to be able to work um, on that issue. On the Energy and Environment Subcommittee, we've been working on confronting our energy uh, dilemmas in this country. We have uh, the reality of climate change, and we need to act uh, swiftly and uh, significantly to reduce that threat um, to uh, promote our economy through uh, clean energy, um, renewable energy, uh, innovations where we can actually lead the world uh, if we apply ourselves to that task. So that uh, is my major committee assignment. I'm also on the Judiciary Committee where I get to work on civil liberties and civil rights issues uh, on that subcommittee. Uh, and uh, it's a real privilege also to sit on the Judiciary Committee. Thank you. Um, the next question goes to you. What do you believe are the best avenues for connecting the district constituents with your work in Washington? Well, I will tell you uh, that it is increasingly challenging as um, the media has taken real hits during this recession. Uh, the newsrooms, local newsrooms across America, but certainly across Wisconsin, probably have half the people they did a decade ago. It's quite, mm. it's quite significant. So voters and citizens are struggling to get more information from objective sources about what their government at the local, state, and national level, which is partly why I'm so grateful for this forum where we get to speak directly. But one of the, in, in terms of access, I want to make it as easy as possible, and that's why I travel around the district uh, frequently, sometimes in uh, formal settings of town hall meetings, sometimes just main street walks and business drop-bys. Uh, I get to visit schools across the district, uh, big industries, small businesses. Also, uh, using new media is really important. Having a website, using things like Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> all these things that didn't even exist uh, just a few years ago. And so, you know, those are extremes. And then there's faxes, there's telephone, there's emails, there's letters. 
anyhow, I'm willing to communicate using any of those means, and I do, because people need to be able to access government. It needs to be transparent, and uh, we need to make it as easy as possible using all of those means. Thank you. Chad, how would you com uh, communicate or con connect with your district constituents? Well, really, I would continue doing what I've been doing the last year and a half running for, for office. Um, I've, there was a period that even the last week in 48 hours I put on 500 miles just in the second district. Um, many, many different stops, many face-to-face -face contacts, a lot of shaking hands, and just asking people about their concerns and, and listening to their problems and their struggles. And I'm telling you, it's a sad situation out there right now. And it gives me a, a really deep perspective um, as you travel even outside of the Madison area as far as what the core of this district is concerned about. Um, I get countless letters, honestly, um, people begging me to do something about the situation we're in from an economical standpoint. And I, and I tell them, you know, well, help me then. Help me get into Washington. Help me represent you here in the second district to make the change that we need to have. And there's been a lot of frustration even on my end. Um, from our current representation here in the second district. Every day that Ms. Baldwin's been in office, I've been a constituent, just like everyone in this room. And that led me to, to run for office because I said, you know, I can no longer sit on my hands and just honestly complain about um, more than just the last two years. I mean, we're talking years and years of frustration here. And so, like I said, just continue uh, shaking hands, asking people what their concerns are having listening sessions, not over the phone listening sessions, person-to-person -person listening sessions, where we can really accomplish um, a lot of neat things and, and let people voice their concerns so that we know what concerns we need to bring to Washington and fix. Thanks very much. Unfortunately, we're out of time. This has been a really interesting discussion, but time has run out, so it's time for closing statements. So we'll start with you, Chad. Yes. Well, again, I want to thank you uh, for allowing us to be here today. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, it's just a very neat opportunity that we have here in Wisconsin. You know, we've been blessed with an opportunity to stand for something, to, to stand for freedom and for liberty here in the United States. We grew up and we live in the most amazing country on the face of this earth, and I want to make sure that I do everything that I personally can to continue that. I want to represent you here in the 2nd District, and I truly believe that we cannot send a message to Washington by reelecting the same representative that we've had the last 12 years. You can send a positive change to Washington by, re by electing me, Chad Lee, as your next representative. And today I ask you for your support and I ask you for your vote. Thank you and God bless. Thank you. And Tammy, your closing statement. <laughs> Again, thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to listen. And I've been so honored to be able to work on your behalf and talk a little bit today about my priorities of job creation extending middle class and small business tax cuts and pre preserving and protecting social security. You know, we are in tough times right now, but we've weathered worse storms before in the United States and emerged even stronger. And I believe that we will do the same as we weather this very deep recession. I ask for your support and your vote on November 2nd. We all have to remember that elections are about choices and you've begun to see a little bit of the stark choices uh, presented to you in this election. So again, I ask for your vote. Thank you. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. I'd like to thank the candidates for joining us, and I'd also like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that the general election is Tuesday, November 2nd. Please do vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or about 
obtaining the copy of the League's Voter Guide, Candidates' Answers, call the League office at 232-9447. Again, I'm Mona Steele, and on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.